This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on Know Your Triggers, But Love Anyway. I want to talk about triggers that can sometimes come up in our lives. Triggers elicit emotion. Maybe you're sleep deprived and you're working with kids and all of a sudden you hear a loud noise and all of a sudden you react. You're reacting out of a number of reasons. The loud noise, uh, sleep deprivation, maybe um, there's some sympathetic nervous system, maybe some anxiety. All these factors, including maybe not enough exhaling because of shortness of breath or short breathing, and so this carbon dioxide in your system that's aggravating your sympathetic nervous system, maybe all these factors going on are um, causing increased emotional activation for you. My main message here is know your triggers and love anyway. Know your triggers and love anyway. So let me give some examples. I was working with a woman who uh, in many of these variables and factors have changed in order to maintain confidentiality, but these examples give us some, uh, some key ideas about a trigger, okay? Um, I was, uh, there was a woman who was sexually assaulted, and the last thing she saw was dark sunglasses. A couple weeks later, on her jo- walk into her job at JCPenney, someone walked by her and had dark sunglasses. Uh, she fell to her knees and had a panic attack. Um, when she was opening up her window, um, that also elicited fear and anxiety um, from her. And... Uh, it appears that the perpetrator had uh, came, had come through the window. And so all of a sudden you have, you know, she's wrestling with a whole number of issues. Um, but sunglasses and opening of the window acted as triggers. Let me give you another example. And, uh, a man, will call him a Rashid. And Rashid, when he was growing up, he... Um, Currently, as a successful businessman, he troubles has trouble taking showers. When he travels, he prefers to use a um, take a bath or to use a um, a window door that closes because the shower curtain. Uh, he, he has great anxiety with shower curtains. He finds that if he seals the shower curtain next to where the water is, it pulls the shower curtain from the other side of the wall six inches to a foot. And so it get, there's some space between the wall and the shower curtain. And he has found that if water gets on the, he's highly anxious about water getting on the tile floor in the bathroom at a hotel. You know, one thing uh, is every response is understandable if you know the origin of the response. What was his origin? When water got, as a boy growing up, water would get into the bathroom floor and go down the vent. It would then come out of the chandelier on the first floor all over his father's work papers. His father would then come up and would hit him really hard in the shower. No, the father did not sit down and say, look, here, we have a problem, Rashid, and this is the solution, and this is what I'm asking you to do going forward in a gentle but instructive way that may incorporate rewards and limits privileges and limitations or consequences, Um, but healthy problem-solving or conflict resolution. No, his father came up and hit him really hard in the shower. So taking a shower and shower curtains themselves became a trigger for Rashid. Now, 
take these examples when, when we're talking about sunglasses or opening a window or a shower curtain. You know, every one of us, we have triggers. They may not be as severe to the degree of causing distress, uh, say, as fireworks or a rain or the color green for a Vietnam veteran. And for details on that, that's another story. Um, but they may not be as severe uh, as, as fireworks as a, as a OEF or OIF vet um, back from war or a car accident and driving again. Uh, or avoiding the intersection where I had a panic attack. And so all those, all those things can be severe emotion. But in each of our lives, whether it's because of our family of origin, our family system, past attachment relationships, past previous relationships, we can have experiences or situations that can trigger things. And in the context of parenting, and this is a parenting podcast, in the context of parenting, my message is know your triggers, but love anyway. And so if you think about a child who yells back at you, okay, you that might trigger you being yelled at. All right, and what did you do when you were yelled at growing up? You shut down. As a parent, we don't need anything from our child. We want to continue to love unconditionally. And what we need to do is go to that child and instruct them that yelling is inappropriate and unacceptable for a family. Uh, mistakes are allowed, but you need to understand that there are consequences, and we need to understand that we solve problems more effectively, not by yelling, but by expressing our feelings and expressing our complaints and talking through the problems with, with healthy conflict resolution and problem-solving strategies. If a child is back-talking, okay, maybe that acts as a trigger for you eliciting distress at how you were controlled by a parent. Look, meta-analysis research shows that children who were neglected are more likely to be depressed. The other major conclusion is that children who are controlled are more likely to be anxious. If you have a child who's back-talking to you now as a parent, this may activate or trigger your uh, past feelings of being controlled. Your anxiety may go up. Right, you may then um, immediately get angry if we're talking about anger, anxiety. Again, know your triggers, but love anyway. Let's say your child is name-calling, name-calling other siblings. Right? Maybe that is an activator or a trigger of domestic violence you experienced growing up. Or a neighbor, or maybe there wasn't domestic violence, but unhealthy conflict resolution. So you're drawing a line in the sand. You're not going back. Um, look, every family is dysfunctional. And so you're changing things. Things are now improving and your family is different and a lot better. Maybe you come, came from a healthy family. Well, um, all families make mistakes. And so you're going to make your family even healthier. Um, and so you're not going to call names back. You're going to approach things calm, cool, and collected and instruct your child that name calling is, an, a not, is not a healthy form of conflict resolution. Let's say a dish breaks, okay, and you recall uh, conditional love. You recall um, and, uh, that in your family, mistakes were not allowed, okay? You know, the old... Uh, mantra, 
don't allow spilled milk. Um, you know, some maybe that's how you grew up, that mistakes were not allowed. In your family, it's different, right? So you get triggered from that conditional love, but you're not going to do the same thing. Again, you're changing things. You're changing the records that are being played now, even if old records from your past are playing out in your mind. So know your triggers, but love anyway. Yes, one of the biggest, uh, you know, we hear about tiger parenting and, and helicopter parenting, snowplow parenting, clear the way so your your child doesn't have to deal with as many problems, permissive parenting, and so on and so forth. But my biggest concern is uh, conditional love parenting. And what we want to do is move away from any conditional love patterns and provide unconditional love. So know your triggers, but love anyway. Know your triggers, but love anyway. This is Dr. Daniel Vanningen with this week's parenting podcast at The Parenting Doctors.